recording on and welcome back to flower friend show i'm your host isaac sims i'm olivia clement and i'm eric fam and it is allergy season have all of us sniffled uh, i think i think all of us sniffled. probably before <laughs> we at least before gritty. we started recording but it's allergy season and this is a layover episode so if it sounds like we are just kind of going off the cuff it's because we are um so keep that in mind it's not gonna be edited or anything like that we are going to be talking about the oscars because it's oscar season baby it, no, no, no no it's pollen season yeah oh oh pollen is out strong this season it's it really is it's bad i'm like i'm not dying three weeks ago i was three weeks ago i was dying like it was bad but um it what's crazy is that i used to mow and do a lot of like lawn care for my neighbors and they like paid me when i was um in junior high and high school and like that stirs up so much like dirt and dust and like you have patches that are just you know don't have any grass on them and I did all that and I would like get all this stuff up and I knew I was breathing it in and I think I got used to it and conditioned myself but now that I've like been inside in the springtime for so many years especially like I guess starting in college mm-hmm. I'm like I feel like a wimp when I go outside now I'm taking <laughs> Claritin like crazy <laughs> I might know my I think that that's just like part of getting older I don't know if this has happened for you guys but my I I used to never be bothered by allergies or anything like that I was fine Mm. I was like a tank and now it's like mm, I'll wake up and an allergy immune tank yeah an allergy immune tank and I'll wake up now and my throat will already just be like super dry my like nose is like ready to just it's just the grossest feeling ever i started using the the nasal spray and it's a game changer it's definitely an option if you have severe allergies i never really thought about it before but it actually works i had a friend who said that he would blow his nose so much that the insides of his nose started bleeding like he could he was just dripping constantly and then he'd like i don't know uh, it might be you know he might be an aggressive nose nose blower or you know clean clean the other night i was on i was on my phone and i like like half fell asleep you know when you like half fall asleep i dropped my phone (laughs) on my nose and i got a bloody nose from that and that was my doofus one of my big doofus moments i've had in a while we're transitioning we're transitioning from allergy talk to uh (laughs) bloody nose bloody uh like like dumb things we've done whilst almost falling asleep do y'all do the thing when you're falling asleep where you 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 start your subconscious starts taking over telling you weird ass stories and then something like you're about to get hit with a baseball bat or in a car accident and you jerk yourself jerk away. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that before. I do that all the time. Do y'all ever do it verbally? Just go, nah! or like like oh. shout. Um I don't <laughs> I know. Do, I've done I that. do that all the time. <laughs> I, fall I do it all really the time. Easy. I don't know. I'll be watching something and, I, and if it if my attention gets lost like I'll I'll fall asleep very fast like that's yeah. like a good judge judgment of a movie or TV show if I'm falling asleep it's probably bad just like Olivia yawning right now <laughs> sorry okay. I tried to I, I hope I muted myself enough like soon enough where it wasn't caught on speaking of TV on shows I ha- I want to hear what y'all been watching lately but I've been watching I binge watched the first season of Banshee. Yes, Benji. <laughs> and 
that's one of the few shows that just left me in shock. Like, it takes a lot to shock me because I've watched a lot of like crazy stuff, but this one, the story is just so insane, and the way that the story is told, yeah, is truly wild. Um, Homelander, uh, the the actor who plays Homelander, Anthony Starr, yeah, yeah, he is. Oh my god, he's 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 incredible. As as is the whole cast, but the story is just bonkers. I love it. I'm so I'm so. Uh, are, do you think you're gonna watch through season? Yeah, two? I'm gonna I'm gonna go the whole way. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm invested in the characters and the story, so I'm gonna see it through. Nice, nice. Um, I might have to. What do you? It's on. It's a Showtime show, right? It is on HBO Max, I believe. I oh, I did really? get the Blu-rays. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max, but uh, I got the Blu-rays. You uh, you physical, physical, physical. media snob, yeah. you. Yeah. That was like it. That's the new. Uh, that's the new flex between amongst the three of us. I got the Blu-rays. Yeah, I got the Blu-ray. What have y'all been watching lately? Olivia, uh, have you been watching anything interesting? Um, I watched two of the movies we'll probably talk about tonight in cool. this episode. So I watched two of the Best Picture Oscar noms: uh, *Nomadland* and *The Trial of the Chicago 7. I watched okay. that this weekend, and then. Uh, I watched this week's episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that's about it as far as what stuff I've been watching. Uh, did was it good? Falcon and Winter Soldier was it like better than three? Yes. Okay. Cool. Also, I, I will probably watch it tonight. So. Max. Sorry, nice. I I cut you off. My bad. I no, you're good. Um. um yeah. yeah so that's been, what I've been watching. Weekend's been packed, so I haven't been able to watch that much. So I just wanted to know if I had something to look forward to once. I yeah, I I can't wait to talk to you about uh, the final scene of episode four. It it'll be, it's good. We yeah. haven't told Eric about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm Have so you behind on like anything Disney Plus. I haven't. I'm like behind season of Mandalorian. I haven't watched WandaVision. Haven't touched Falcon and Winter Soldier. My first thing I'm gonna watch is raya and the last dragon but i think you have to pay oh, for that yeah. one which is it's on the premiere yeah so i don't know when okay. it's going to be move over to disney plus but i i've heard it's good yeah. uh one of my one of my friends said it's good he really liked it and um he felt like it was a good represent he's he's uh vietnamese as well and nice, so yeah like i feel like it it does represent like asian culture um that's good yeah and he said but just wait till it comes on to because he said that he watched it with his whole family and um, he's like I don't know if I would have paid thirty bucks for it or however for much it is on yeah I think yeah. it's like thirty thirty five which is I can understand that but yeah I, wonder, I, I understand yeah. it now that I think about like how Soul was just shot out like no premiere access or anything it kind of yeah, makes it, me wonder why they didn't do this the same thing with because they could have made a ton of money from it because every everyone was super I mean it was the it was Pixar and right in the last dragons, not Pixar, right? It's just a Disney. No, it's just Disney. Yeah. Soul is also nominated for best animated feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> sorry, sorry, awesome. sorry, 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 sorry. Um, uh, I yeah, watched, I don't know why they did that. I watched The Empty Man. It's a it's a cult horror movie Ooh. that was really really fun. I I liked it. It's like. I can't remember the last time. I mean, it's very, it's comparable to Invisible Man in the sense that 
like that's probably the last horror movie I saw that I really really loved and was astounded by but in terms of shock value I think like it kind of reminds me of Drag Me to Hell I don't know if y'all have seen that um, no, do you see I that haven't. eric I it's a, it's it's ramy oh it's so good okay i thought it was but yeah i need to watch that but um yeah we watched that and then i watched promising young woman which we'll talk about a little bit tonight um but yeah yeah we did our did our little roundup um so the purpose of this episode and it won't be super long but we're going to discuss the academy awards we're going to explain as best we can <laughs> amateurs we are as as amateur film appreciators to uh amateur uh and, and casual movie watcher hopefully that's you maybe you're really interested in movies but we're gonna do our best to explain it so uh olivia did a great job putting together a brief history of the oscars slash academy awards and then we're gonna move into basic you might be thinking uh, how the Oscars have been impacted by COVID-19 and the pandemic in the last year. And so we'll dive into that and how some of the nominees have changed um, or not changed it, but have why, why this year looks the way it does because of the, uh, the Academy's uh, opening tolerance to streaming services and nominees there. So we shall dive in Um but first, kind of to lead the charge, I want to start with Eric Pham, uh, who is our our resident <laughs> Academy Awards uh, slash Oscars slash um, really any award enter- show entertainment yeah. award show. What what would you call yourself? I don't even know. I don't, I, say I, hater. I don't know if I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm a hater. You're against. I feel like you're against him philosophically. I, I just uh, <laughs> I yeah. I guess that theory. In, in theory, would make me a hater. Um, I don't. I'm not. But all is said and done. <laughs> but uh, I just think they're silly because, at the end of the day, I mean, film is like a form of art, and art is the most subjective thing there is. So it's, yeah. I think it's just silly to say something is the best something or someone is the best something because what I consider the best is not what a lot of people consider the best and vice versa. So yeah. But I can definitely, I definitely see the other side of it because the actors and the storytellers, um, I I love when when the 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 ones that have been working for it for so long get the recognition that they deserve. Um, that's awesome to see. So, yeah, um, that's kind of where I, I'm coming from. I think I think that's I wanted to kind of start the conversation, hearing hearing your thoughts about award shows because there there are reasons in the the big picture had a an episode several months ago about how one-sided and like messed up the golden globes um hollywood foreign press association i Mm -hmm. think uh is the one that votes on the golden globes and why the golden globes specifically in terms of what they recognize for the different categories are completely a joke um, so, so there, there's a side to where it's PR, it's money, it's, you know, it's all that. Um, I mean, the Holly, uh, Hollywood invented the Oscars in order to pat themselves on the back and like, it is, is a I, great, great. I got a, scene, I got a good so. stat I got, um, yeah. apologies for the dog barking in the background. Um, according to a February 2012 study conducted by the LA times, the Academy at that time w- 
And this was a a study sampling 5,000 of its 5,700 members. The Academy at that time was 94% white, 77% male, 86% age 50 or older, and a median age of 62. That's a problem. Is that that, the the Congress or Academy? This is the Academy. Oh, okay. It might as well be the Congress at that point or any (laughs) political office. Yeah. So wait. Wh- oh, never mind. Um, I was making a joke about how <laughs> oh, oh, okay. it didn't land very well. Sorry. Uh, I was like, I was like, is there a Congress within <laughs> Just, the Academy? No, 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 like that the, I no. don't know yes, about. No, might as well. Yeah. If there is a Congress, in it uh, is pretty yeah. much the. It probably would be. But, but that was back in 2012, so it's probably gotten better. But when you think about it, it probably was a lot worse before. That you think well. about you think about like in 2000. 19 i think it was 2019 or was oscar so white right yeah i think we should so. know that we put that we put this together but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> eric were you joking no 2020 uh <laughs> there have been a lot of hashtags for sure for a lot of award shows i start to lose track but i i think it was 2019 they said oscar so white because yeah. oh man what i can't remember i I told the guys before we started recording that I got my second shot today, uh, second dose of the vaccine. So I'm feeling it now. So my brain feels a little foggy. So I can't remember what was going on. I have, and Eric just recently became a property owner, um, which is awesome. Congratulations to him. And I've been watching my niece all weekend. So we're all kind of, we're all kind of, uh, crazy times not exactly sizzling tonight but you know what i mean um are you looking it up but uh what what were you guys thoughts on the oscars i mean you guys seem to enjoy it that was Um, a great stat thank you for sharing that yeah Yeah. i'm glad you shared that i man it was last year oscar so white was last year uh 2015 was oscar so white yep which one was the one with I guess it was the year with Frozen with John Travolta butchering that name. Adele Kazim. Yeah. I'm going to kill you, Benedict Crumpus. What kills me (laughs) about that is he said it with such confidence. He did. Oh, man. Scienceology. Um, That was was an interesting year. Um, Yeah, I think think that's my my problem. It's, It's good. On one side, you have the money and the corruption. And the lack of diversity that has to be recognized. And on the other side, it is, and some of the things that we'll talk about tonight is recognition. Recognition for a great, a great achievement, a great moving story, technical achievement, all that stuff is, I think, important. And you can't have you can't have that without the the corruption and or, or not corruption, but you know, the PR and the the marketing and all that, all that stuff. I can't even, I can't even talk, but um, diversity is something that is being addressed and people are, uh, are doing a lot of work to address that. And I think that needs to happen because, um, you know, we have one of our hosts is a woman. One of our hosts is a Vietnamese man and we need diversity. And like some of the stuff that, that was in there, like about, um, Steven Yoon, who was nominated this year, was the first 
Asian man to be nominated for best actor. Is that correct? That's a big deal. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's never been done. And like, there have been criticisms about, and Eric, feel free to jump in on this, but there have been criticisms about how Asian people yeah. don't act because there they, was, yeah, there was a, there's a good quote. And I'm not going to quote it exactly, but Bong Joon-ho, like, I think two years ago, he was being interviewed about the Oscars and he called it a local award show because he there was no love. Yeah. There's no yeah. recognition outside the U.S. So he called it a local award show. Then, like, a year later, he wins Best Picture. But, uh, just sweeps. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, that, that it's taken this long, but it, they're starting to take a lot of the right steps to get there. I mean, I think they have a long road ahead, but, <clears throat> um, they're going in the right direction, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I like award shows because I like seeing all of the like different, this is kind of lame, but I like seeing all the different like fashion. Oh, that's a a huge, huge part of it. And all those beautiful people. Yeah, I love seeing all of them dressed up. I mean, that was something. Also, my mom is really into award shows. So like she and I, like I grew up watching award shows and so it wasn't until I got older that I realized oh there's issues with this like there is with everything else in our country um so like I appreciate like the stuff that goes into it however obviously there's a lot of a lot of issues as far as like diversity like we've talked about um and I had a thought that was gonna go into that um but I mean yeah like the fact that there has been what one one female director win best best director in in 92 years this will be the 93rd year and it was Catherine Bigelow right and it was Catherine Big- Bigelow yeah. for the Hurt Locker um there's only been I th- I think excluding this year there's only ever been like two or three other women der- be- uh, nominated for best director so like clearly that's an issue because there are plenty of great directors that are women but why is it always the same and and it's always typically uh like white men which is there's a lot of great white guys who are directors i'm not trying to you know say that white guys aren't good directors i'm just saying let's either yeah let's yeah you don't have to you don't have to make a a caveat for white men we're we're (laughs) we're good we don't need we don't need it my um, my big deal is there's so many good movies that go unrecognized mm-hmm. outside of the united states like internet so the, the international film stages like all the best movies that i've seen are, are a lot of them are international movies and mm-hmm. the way that i understand the process a lot of them don't get nominated for best picture and and then i think to get nominated for a best international film each country gets like to submit one picture, yeah. Everyone, which is, and then only five get nominated. So, how many countries are in there in the world that are making movies, and five of them will right. get nominated to the Oscars? Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, that it, like a uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna, what else I'm going to say about that? But <laughs> it's well, crazy like process. Minari was it for the Golden Globes? It was nominated yeah. as best foreign picture or foreign yep. film or whatever. And it was literally filmed in Oklahoma. Yeah. 
Like, how is that for? I realize that it's in a different language, but someone raised the point or like um, made Inglorious the point. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, it's got oh, Tarantino man. and a bunch of other like white guys. I mean, it's a Tarantino movie and it's got a bunch of white guys in it, like Brad Pitt, who also was born in Oklahoma. Fun fact. Oh, um, great. great Brad Pitt. But, <laughs> yeah. How is that any different? I think I think English is like the is not even the majority of the language spoken. I think German is it's like sixty percent of the movies in German. Yeah. So so how how it's a lot of like like you Americans making making their own rules to the to the award show. So it's it's weird. It's like Americans think that they are entitled to everything. (laughs) <laughs> all right all right let's Crazy. let's let's get let's stop bashing it too much let's talk about the good movies that we've seen this eric year. are you are you being sympathetic to an award show i mean I'm <laughs> like, because there have been general? some good movies there's been some good movies. there have been some good movies so. and that's and that's why i'm excited to to talk about this year but i want to preface i'm about to read the best picture oh, nominations yep. and some other um and kind of explain this this season I got pushed back. Feel free to jump in if if you have a, something that good that needs to be said, or that I'm missing. But something that I'm concerned about to, to start this and to dovetail that dovetails from diversity is that this is the most diverse and impressive list of nominees for the Academy Awards that I've seen. Um, and so, and that's a positive thing. I was very excited to read these mm-hmm. nominations when they came out several weeks ago. But, and this is a big but, and I, uh, uh, I'm concerned that because this year um, the Oscars were pushed back from February to April mm-hmm. because of COVID-19, the pandemic that has ravaged the globe, to, uh, and they also pushed back the submission to February 28th instead of in December. Is that correct, Olivia? Yeah, so typically it's December 31st. It has to, I think it's supposed to have a theatrical run of like at least 21 days and then um in order for it to be eligible for submission to the oscars um but they pushed it back from december 31st to february 28th which i think was originally supposed to be the the day of the oscars yeah that sounds um, right yeah anyway um uh, my parents dog is here he's chewing a bone so i don't know if y'all can hear it hopefully you can but um can y'all hear it he's just kind of okay well he's not chewing. when i put him on the spot he has stage fright (laughs) um yeah so i i'm afraid that because this year was an anomaly in terms of many many i mean net uh streaming services netflix amazon prime hbo max apple tv and disney plus and hulu all have titles that are nominated for different things. And it had to be that way because people were stuck in their homes and theaters were closed. Um, so they had to, to accommodate and have these films reach their viewers in some, some form or fashion that is appropriate for the times. And also the Oscars has rules about streaming services and how long a movie has to be in theaters if it is going to be eligible for the Academy Awards which has been again nominated or uh, all uh, changed for this year. Sorry. Yes. Again, 
word. We're going to get through this, I promise. <laughs> so this year's best picture nominees are The Father, which is adapted play, Juice and the Black Messiah, which was HBO Max, Mank, which was a story of Orson Welles, and Ryder. Oh, there you go. Stop. Uh, Ryder, Herman Mankiewicz, and Minari, uh, which debut. Mank debuted on Netflix, Minari, Nomad Lane, which debuted on Hulu to the general public, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, which debuted on Amazon Prime, and The Trials, The Chicago Seven, which debuted on Netflix. So here's what's diverse about these nominees. Juice and the Black Messiah features a uh, African-American, two African-American leads, uh, J- Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya and Daniel Kaluuya was nominated for best supporting actor and he so was Lakeith and Lakeith was as well yeah Kaluuya is looking like he will win it and I think he deserves it they're both so good in that in that movie but Kaluuya is just absolutely magnetic um both of them just deserve all the awards yes for everything Lakeith Stanfield can do anything I'm really surprised one of them didn't get the lead so that's lead th- there there's been a lot of discussion about yeah. like oh who i mean one of them is the lead and apparently lakeith stanfield technically is the lead but i don't know so what i the a theory that i i heard it today oh i was listening to this this podcast today um and they were talking about that because it was like how are neither one of them the lead um so the theory is the Oscars or the Academy was like, hey, we'll make uh, these two, Lakeith and Daniel, both supporting actors and nominate them for the supporting ast- actors role and then have Chadwick Boseman in the lead actor role um, category. And that way Chadwick can win theoretically and posthumously and then you know daniel or lakeith whoever will win best actor in supporting role mm-hmm. if that's the reason why i don't know for sure that's just a theory that i heard today actually so and it's probably true and one thing that i've learned from listening to the big picture in the last year or so is that you can kind of try triangulate uh based on the history of who has won the golden what golden globes what especially sag mm-hmm. um and other award shows, you can kind of triangulate and pretty accurately predict who will win what based on the history of mm-hmm. who wins here and who wins at the Oscars. Um, so I never want to ever cover SAG or the Golden Globes or the New York or critics, you know. So we'll just we'll stick with the the low hanging fruit. Or the Golden Globes want to so. have like a a best comedy category or something like that. I think they do. Like I'm best sure. comedy, yes. best musical. Yes, they do. I'm trying to think what won this year. I remember there was like a drama in there one time in the best comedy. I couldn't remember what it was. I'm like, oh, this. Oh, uh, The Martian. Yes. Yeah. It, it was like, yeah, yeah that's Matt, right. And Matt Damon said something about like, yeah, it's like a hilarious movie. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But um, okay, so then Minari, Nomadland. Oh, no, I finished all this. I finished reading. You all. did. So, okay. You were talking about the diversity. Was, diversity. Juice and the Black Messiah, two African-American leads. Um, Mank, super white, not very diverse. Minari, all Asian cast in a 
great ensemble from what I hear. Sadly, guys, I did not get to watch it this weekend. I'm really disappointed. Isaac, it's so good. Yeah. I will watch it before the Oscars. So uh, hold me. It comes to it. out on Blu-ray and a May, I believe. <sighs> Weird flex again. <laughs> but you know, Eric's flex is oh, I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I got the Blu-rays. <laughs> so wait, when did you say anime? I believe. Anime. But that's after so the Oscars. after the Oscars. Yeah. They gotta get it ready to they're gonna put like the best picture winner border on it. Oh like yeah. Exactly. One thing I love uh, in an interview. I, I, that I love about Lee Isaac Chung is a, he seems like a really good person and B um, he was probably a week or two away from ending his directing and filmmaking career. And he got the financing for Minari, which is just amazing. And now they're, he's on a roller coaster. He's going to make some action movies. I'm super, super excited for him. So for a lot him. of wholesome content, especially based on how this year has gone. Uh, um, that's great yeah. i love that yeah so great i literally i think i was listening to it and i kind of teared up because sean fennessy was uh interviewing him oh, and nice. i just and he's he's great at that and he but you could tell that um that lee isaac chung is just a really really sweet person and i was like man he seems like a really good guy i would love to talk to him so uh nomad lynn directed by Chloe Zhao, woman director um asian director and and forgive me yes a woman asian director and i think that's another landmark from this year too uh i um, think she's the first yeah uh, asian woman director nominated to be nominated is that correct probably right i mm-hmm. think she's the first woman of color to be directed that is mm-hmm. ava duvernay has never been directed for best direct like as best director she her selma was nominated for best picture right best picture i think but she she wasn't wasn't. nominated for best Mm -hmm. director um and i don't i think uh, what is the 13th it that documentary it was yeah the documentary she directed was nominated for best uh for best doc and i can't remember if it won but um get that she wouldn't have been nominated for best director for that either mm-hmm. um so hmm. yeah anyway. um promising young woman also directed by a woman emerald Fennell, who mm-hmm. uh didn't not, not her start but her kind of step into uh the limelight as a notable director in hollywood with killing eve several years ago oh mm-hmm. i didn't know that okay. this is her first feature uh as far as i'm aware uh don't quote me on that promising a woman stars carrie mulligan who's also nominated for best actress and i watched it last two nights ago and i'm not the person to discuss the uh, subject matter of that movie um i'll although, watch it and then we can discuss it yes i would i would i would love i would love that um jessica fell asleep because we both had a long night or a long week and i somehow stayed up and watched the whole thing on friday night and i won't i won't make any com uh comparisons to other movies that have unjustly won oscars in the last couple of years but i'll just kind of skip ahead to trial of the chicago seven and say that some people have compared it to the green book 
uh, possibility for this year. Oh no! So in terms oh, of in terms of like and and Olivia, I'd love for you to share what you thought about Trial of the Chicago Seven because I liked it, but I it, it is you watch it and it is preachy. It is is it's it's a little preachy and it also is intentionally Aaron Sorkin is intentionally trying to make you feel better about like the terrible atrocities that uh, were happening in Chicago in that time and about race relations and all that stuff. So that's, that's kind of my big problem with it. Although I couldn't help but really enjoy it. So I, yeah, I, I don't want to cut you off Olivia, but I enjoyed it too. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if that makes me a crappy person or not, but no, no, no. And it's definitely a better movie than green book. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of, uh, and we're we're all all over the place, so I'll just go ahead and say I hope that either Minari or Judas and the Black Messiah wins, um, because Judas and the Black Messiah mis- uh, elicited this kind of reaction from me, where the movie finished, and it's very harrowing and sobering, and I just literally stood up and like shouted at the top of my lungs because of how unjust. Um, our federal government and specifically the FBI led by J. Edgar Hoover was um, during that period of American history. And it, I was so, so like my blood was boiling. So um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I think out of the movies you just called off, I watched three of them, which I think is all time high for me for watching best pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I've seen Judas Minari, Nomadland, Trials of Chicago 7. So I've seen four and two of those came this past weekend. So um, I I want to see The Father solely for Olivia Coleman, who is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Promising Young Woman just because of like what, what it's about. And I do want to see Sound of Metal because I do love yeah. Riz Ahmed. And I heard that really good. I was surprised that got it. Have you seen it? Um, Isaac has. Um, the I'm gonna get up in a second to move this dog chew in his bone, but um, Riz, Riz Ahmed is really good, and he's, uh, Paul, Paul Racy, who is also nominated for best supporting act, actor, is mm-hmm. deaf, which is another again, like I was like, I can't, be, cannot believe that he was nominated because it's just so rare for for um, for actors with with any kind of disability to have been nominated mm-hmm. for um for an academy award and so and he's just really it's a it is a very sad movie i was i was very affected by it um but rizamed i feel like he kind of he kind of deserves it um but I, I i think the chances of him winning are slim so yeah yeah uh yeah it's it's looking like i i just wouldn't be surprised if chadwick won um have you eric have you seen ma rainey's black bottom i haven't i have not either Um, i i would like to watch it because chadwick is great and i love him um and viola davis is in it and she's also great and i love her but i haven't i haven't seen it yet um but anyway yeah so but this is the fourth time in the 93 years of the Oscars award show that has been, it's ever been delayed. So, um, which is a really big deal. This is also the latest it's ever been. Typically it's only ever been 
um like a couple like a, a couple weeks or so but this is this is the first time it's ever been you know the end of april um which is kind of crazy to think about um it goes to show just how how insane this last year has been yes. um i kind of forget like some like i saw a guy today at church and i was like we were gonna get together and play music and he's like yeah, it was like right before COVID. And I was like the last time I had seen him, it felt like a, like a blip, not like a marble blip, but like a weird, <laughs> weird shift uh, ahead or like fast forwarding. But yeah, it's like in so many ways. It's like a 2020 was a lost year. Um, I got a question for y'all. Yeah. All right. Did Tiger King get nominated for best document documentary? No, mm, I don't think so. What? No, <laughs> biggest snub in recent history. <laughs> no, I he's going. Not. Oh, I will never recover from this financial. Is I last will dance? never financially recover. No, I oh, my. I don't know. Do I don't think it qualifies. Do docuseries if, get nominated? Oh, I don't think so. That's I'm almost fortunate. So docuseries like so it's like you need like a two hours like that that kind of thing. You're not mm-hmm. looking at like a six, seven hour long documentary. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Although The Last Dance deserves all the awards because it, again, once again, I know we've talked about it before. It's fantastic. Yep. So good. I'm going to call out. I'm going to foresee into the future and next year's snubs, I already know, is going to be Godzilla vs. Kong for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Snub. That's a good, that, that's like, let's a good segue. I, I have a question for you guys. Are there categories that you guys wish you, like, wish would be included in award shows? Not necessarily just the Oscars, but just yeah. award shows in so, general. This one is really obvious for me. Best action movie. Michael Bay would would sweep every year he'd make some movie. And also best like this is legit. That's a legit one I would love to see. And another one that's also legit is like best stunt coordinator and best like stunt. Yes. Absolutely. 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 I'm I'm cool. I'm cool on the best action category. Like we might have to that might be golden gloves there. But yeah, golden (laughs) gloves, that would be that would be fun. They could do just like a 20 minute montage of the best stuff. It would be killer. But stunt coordinator, one hundred percent. Like yeah so so under or uh impractical effects yeah yeah mm-hmm. um i think that could be its own category um i mean you, th- you look at behind the scenes of nolan's movies and specifically the hallway fight scene in inception yeah. like he thought about he thought about this he thought about how he was going to execute it and capture it and it's I, that scene just blows me away every time i watch inception so just came to mind but um but I think that's a good example of a very, yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, Eric, what were you going to say? Sorry. Do y'all have any, any categories you guys want to see? So a couple of years ago, the Oscars was going to do like best popular movie, which I'm glad they (laughs) did. Yeah, that's right. Is that not a thing? I don't No, it's not. There was so much backlash that they, they took it away, which was smart because it's patronizing. Um, but <laughs> I, like oh you you normal normal stupid people uh, who don't appreciate art uh, in cinema yeah um, i really don't know i've never oh, oh, oh i would 100 take away best original song that yeah three six mafia one has nothing has nothing to do with movie score yes like 
something composed specifically for the movie. I totally am support of that. Minari's nominated for that. That soundtrack is 33 minutes long mm-hmm. and absolutely gorgeous. So I listen to it when I'm working. You would take away best original song? One, yeah, because most of the time it's in the credits and it has nothing to do with the movie. Linkin Park, okay. what I've done. Transformers, won. classic, a banger, instant classic. That would have won if it was. <laughs> <laughs> but then we wouldn't have gotten the classic John Travolta uh, line where he completely just screws up Adina Menzel. No, everything, thing. everything in the past is set in stone. I'm talking about moving forward. I mean, okay, All but right. that was that's that's like a variation of an answer to your questionnaire. Yeah, I don't yeah. really have any like specific. We need that. I, I honestly, my pick would probably be practical effects and one yeah. for stunt yeah. coordinator i think that's a fair complaint about the song i hadn't really thought about that yeah so i respect it because you and now now last year you had eminem popping up surprise for eight is it eight mile yeah but it was some random it wasn't even like the yeah 10, no it had nothing 20. to do it with such, it was so weird it <laughs> was so nothing, nothing to do with what was going on but it was still really cool because that song rules um so um, yeah, like it, it definitely gets you hyped that's for sure oh lose yeah. yourself yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you showed up and did lose yourself and everyone was like okay but why this is awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. but why <laughs> so um but yeah so so continuing our conversation the academy awards have a huge economic impact and so 23 million people watch the oscars every year it's been in decline which has been in been worrisome for the academy um but people will continue to watch it there's always going to be weirdos like me and olivia who are really fascinated and watch it and some people who are really reluctant like eric who tuned in as well so but uh yeah, so salary of those involved in making the films is impacted by the Oscar nominations and wins too, which is, again, it's a con when you think about the about the finished product of the movie as art, but also the Oscars do kind of generate a lot of money for people, for artists every year because they, simply because they exist and simply because a lot of people promote their films to win Oscars. So, right, yeah. Yeah, which I think that's great for the like indie directors and actors who or like people who work on indie films that don't necessarily wouldn't necessarily get their recognition otherwise. Right. Like um, like Lee Isaac Chong, right? Like he was ready to to, to just kind of hang it up and call it a career. And then Minari blew up and is because it's a it's an incredible film like it it absolutely deserves all the recognition it has gotten so like him getting nominated or his film getting nominated is amazing and i'm, I'm so happy for him but then it's there's like, like completely changed like he's going yeah. to be making movies the rest of his life and then there's some some actors and directors that i'm like who cares if they're like that's like honestly aaron Sorkin yeah. is that person yeah. that's, that's a huge he's, been, he's never won for best director director i don't know if he's been nominated for best director yeah yeah um, that's a that's a huge drive for me just movies in general like oscar bait movies like yes i cannot stand to watch an oscar bait movie like the sole intention of the movie was the studio or the people behind it making a story with the intent of trying to win an oscar instead of trying to tell a good story and entertain people like 
and then those movies recognized by the academy which a lot of them do um and there's Which a, is, yeah. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. was gonna, I was gonna mention real quick, like the Me Too movement from a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and Times Up, uh, or sorry, the Me Too movement is ongoing, but Times Up was more of like a period of. Do y'all remember when was that? 2015 or 2016? It was, yeah, it was 2015 going to 2016. specifically at the Oscars when I'm, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It may have been the 2016. No, Hollywood. It is, was around the the yeah. election i remember that much hollywood is guilty of of nepotism and in sh- sheltering and protecting really terrible people um max landis and brett ratner and harvey weinstein uh, mm-hmm. are just three <laughs> to to mention so and, and harvey weinstein has had like his last notable he was part of the academy involvement was yeah Probably. his last notable involvement for best picture nominee was or for nomination was a uh, lion with dev patel and and that was that was not that long ago that was like mm-hmm. three years ago yeah. and so that's that's another thing like diversity and abuse of power and pol- in the politics like that's another another <laughs> thing that is important to mention um and that they need to continue to to improve on mm-hmm. so we got from economic impact into harvey weinstein uh, which I don't like, but also going now. Yeah, so. Bill Cosby to... was also part of the Academy. Bill, Bill Cosby, <sighs> golly. All right, let's go back to the economic <laughs> impact because there's yes. also a bunch of because I hadn't thought about this until I was reading some art- articles uh, in preparation for this episode. But lots of businesses that we don't typically think of are impacted by these award shows, right? So mm-hmm. like limo drivers, caterers, florists, stylists, and so on. Their whole businesses really depend on nights like the oscars nights like golden globes and the emmys um to to kind of survive and Mm -hmm. i had never really thought about that but you know these are not you know a-lister celebrities who we think of that are just not getting to go to an award show these are people who who have really put their whole livelihood into these types of you know this industry Mm -hmm. yeah so and and the yeah so kind of sorry going back going back to 2020 and this year Mm -hmm. and why and how that why the economic impact is important specifically for theaters and theatrical releases um this is the first year the academy will allow films to forego a theatrical release which means Films can be released on streaming services and still be eligible to, for an Oscar nomination. Um, but that doesn't mean that every movie on a streaming service is eligible. There are other rules that have gone in. I was reading um, last night, or maybe it was two nights ago. There are there are some crazy, like the Department of Justice has been involved in this because there are anti, antitrust laws that could be violated if you open it to streaming it's it is incredibly complicated i encourage anyone if you're interested in this to just um we'll we'll provide provide some some sources on our social media if you're interested um and for you guys like i was like what the the doj am i reading this correctly i like went back and read it again so um the board of governors decide that a film that ends up on a streaming services on a service i guess for this year must have had a previously planned theatrical release so I think that's how, like, Judas and the Black Messiah, 
dumped on HBO Max for 30 days before going to theaters. Um, out of the out of the best picture nominees, The Father and Minari and Promising Young Woman were the only three that were not readily available Correct. on a streaming service. Yes. Which is which is important to note. Everything else, Mank, Juice the Black Messiah, Nomad Land, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago Seven were all like pop. You can watch it on Netflix, you can watch it on HBO Max. Um, if you were able to figure out what HBO Max was. <laughs> so um but yeah, so to wrap up, I wanted to talk we'll talk about snubs in our second episode so what we're gonna do uh if you're listening to this is put this out let you listen to it let you listen to kind of our summary rough summary and amateur summary of the 2020 yes 2020 oscars uh awards race and how things have been impacted by COVID 19 and then we're going to record an episode right after best picture is announced on April 25th um, during the ceremony or right at the end of the ceremony. And we'll talk about snubs there too. Um, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight. We just didn't have time to get to it. So I want to end with a quick prediction of what you guys think will win specifically best picture or any other category. I'm just going to give my, um, my prediction for best picture. Um, and we're all in the document, I believe. So I've scrolled down there. I believe that, (laughs) I don't know. I think trial of the Chicago seven will win best picture, but I would really like for Minari or Judas and the black Messiah to win best picture. I think they're more deserving. I agree. That's, that's what I think. I I want to be bold and say Minari or Judas is going to win, but I can see where yeah. trial. I really would be surprised if the Academy would give best picture to Asian filmmakers two years in a row. Yeah. That's my thing is like, I don't know if they're going to let them go back to back, which is stupid, yeah. but you know, they let white people go back to back for ever, almost a hundred years, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway uh but minari is so good and and okay here's something that i we haven't really talked about i know we don't have a whole lot of time left but minari i mean it'll it's emotional and it'll get you but it's also so much more like heartwarming than the rest of these movies which is which is awesome to i i didn't know that but i also figured that yeah, it's an uplifting but, uh, movie. But uh, but also uplifting in a really specific and significant way. Yeah. That Trial of the Chicago 7 cannot be because it's kind of jinxed from the beginning because of its writing. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um I mean, it just yeah, I just I just love Minari. It's probably out of out of the ones I've seen, it's probably my favorite, but I think it's because it's not I mean, it's in he- it's it's heavy in some parts, but it's not like I don't know. I just not as heavy as the end of Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. But yeah. I I think most things would be less heavy than the ending of <laughs> Judas and Black Messiah. Did you see it, Eric? Yes, I did. I did. Oh man. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, Eric, I know you don't care, but who do you think is going to win this picture? <laughs> yeah. Who do I think is going to win or who do I want to win? Uh, Let's give, give both. Yeah, I think one of these movies – Obviously, one of the nine will win. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I don't pretty know sure. Going. I'm gonna go with Trial. You guys seem to know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna go with. I think Trial is gonna win, but I would also like to see Minari uh, win mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, real quick, um, Variety has a great piece about all their predictions for the different categories. Um, and so at SAG, Trial the Chicago Seven won. Um, oh the the ensemble which was its first major awards win for for award season um but in the last five years or the last five let me read this just verbatim this is variety not plagiarizing with the sag ensemble and the oscars best picture the two have only matched 12 of the last 26 years the last five were parasite spotlight birdman argo and the king's speech and all those clearly, as I said, one best picture. It's worth noting that Chloe Zhao's Nomadland and Emerald Fennell's Promising Young Woman were not nominated for ensemble, even though they're not they're not ensemble movies. So that's that's one thing to consider. So yeah. there, there's just again, that's kind of the triangulation that we we're we were talking about earlier. It's like it's kind of looking like that. Aaron Sorkin's a favorite, um, even though I love. It's just shaking. I thing. love Aaron Sorkin, but yeah, the movie is. It's interesting. Yeah, the end of the end of uh, <laughs> Trial of the Chicago Seven. I just kind of started chuckling. I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay, I feel kind of weird." Michael Keaton <laughs> popping up out of nowhere. Although that I love that. Me. I love that. I was, like, I was like, no problem there. Yeah. <laughs> if he he should have made the speech at the end, then I would have been like, "Give it all the awards! Give it all the awards!" <laughs> <laughs> So, um last last thing uh what which of these best picture nominee nominations would you recommend to a listener to watch before the oscars uh i mean besides minari because i think <laughs> eric and i i yeah, I'm gonna speak for eric. Yeah, yeah i was gonna say i feel like eric and i are both gonna say minari um i realize it's not easily accessible um you can rent it on itunes and amazon right i think yeah i think you can you can rent it on places like that um i i know it's i know for a couple bucks yeah it's not gonna be that expensive minari is just it's so good it it's very much the the american dream story Mm -hmm. i feel like it very much hits on flyover country more so than maybe the rest of these movies mm-hmm. uh maybe besides nomadland um but i mean minari 100 percent. that would be the movie if i were to pick uh one movie to watch it would be minari is promising young woman the one with elizabeth moss in it that was invisible man oh. um or wait or I, I don't even know i don't know what you might be no Carrie that. Mulligan's in promising. Carrie Mulligan is uh, it's it's the one where she like I think there's probably some trauma history in the, her character's mm-hmm. past. Um, but she like pretends that she is like drunk or like uh super intoxicated and gets men to like take her home like basically take her home so they can kind of do whatever they want with her, and then she like 
is like got you uh here's how terrible of a person you are and shenanigans ensue <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Um honestly uh, seems like a very interesting story. It it, it is it is really yeah. interesting. Um I, I, I would recommend it. Um I was gonna say if it was Elizabeth Moth Moss, I'd probably watch it because I love her. Yeah. And Bay uh, Tale is a wild, wild yeah. TV show and story. Yeah. Have y'all seen that? I've seen the first season. It's I'm not that is some crazy it's stuff. Crazy. Um yeah, one of my one of my friends, my friend Carly. Uh, who Eric and I actually went to high school with. She highly recommended it to me. She said that I would really enjoy it. So I still would like to watch it. I just haven't yet. Yep. I think I think that would be a good conversation whenever whenever you guys watch it and we can we can chat about it. Um I would I recommend I still need to watch Minari. So I would point everyone to Minari and um I mean if you have Netflix, try the Chicago Sevens. A, a good watch like eric and i and uh, olivia i feel like you feel the same way uh, yeah i liked you. it it's fun um they're good yeah i like i like the cast i don't think i ever actually answered the question earlier but good, I good, like very good cast. cast yeah the cast is great um i i didn't know anything about that that trial or anything like that what went into that also it was interesting to think about you're telling me there were seven there were at this seven. trial um i didn't it was interesting to think about how Judas and the Black Messiah also overlapped. Like the, oh, yeah. the events yeah, yeah. of Judas and the events of the trial overlapped. And I had no, I would have had no idea that those things were yep. had, had I not seen Judas first. So I would recommend that. Um, I don't think Judas and the Black Messiah is back on HBO it's Max. Not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it will come back on in the next couple of weeks, but if you are able to watch it, that's what I would recommend. I would only recommend that people watch Mank unless you absolutely love the director David Fincher and or have seen and appreciate Citizen Kane. Um, Which is why I haven't seen it yet because I haven't seen Citizen Kane. Yes. Uh, Mank is surprisingly relevant, which is which I, I really, really enjoyed it. it. I don't think I'll revisit it anytime soon, but it is That's technically impressive. D- directed yeah, it's, by it's David Fincher. Fincher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Wow. It, and that has a cool story behind it. His dad wrote the screenplay, and his dad passed away. Um, I think about ten years ago or something like that. Okay. And so it's kind of dedicated to his dad. There's that's that's all cool and how he is it like a drama that era. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of about how Susan Kane was it became to be a script, and Gary Oldman plays Herman Mankiewicz, who is the the okay. writer. It also has a great cast. Yep, like absolutely. Like, See, uh, Amanda Seyfried is nominated for Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress. She's really, really good in it. So every yeah. time I see her in something, I'm always like, I can't believe out of everyone in Mean Girls, she's the one who like has the best career. It's it's amazing. Well, in Mean Girls, yeah. Well, what about Rachel McAdams? I always figured Rachel McAdams is in it. Yeah, I was like, I mean, like. I think McAdams is is I think got a better career, but Seaford, like you would have you would have thought I, that Lohan, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, she's a Mama Mia, right? Yeah, she's a Mama okay. Mia. Yeah. Better better career. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> career, easy. Eric's like yeah, Eric's- <laughs> Rachel McAdams also hasn't been anything in a while. Game night. That's true. Classic. Oh, she's so good in game. Yeah. Oh, I love game night. Um, I don't understand. Like, there's some some people I met recently with her talking about that, and I was like, 
you don't like game night like are you crazy like i, oh, I don't man. know how you could it's, it's so hard so to come fun. across yeah. good comedies like game night these days yeah that's, that i haven't seen game time. night i've heard everyone i know who's seen it has said they loved it yeah <sighs> but it's so hard to come across like a good comedy that's not like stupid a kevin hart rock <laughs> dumb movie which like is but fine. it's funny because he's little and the rock is and huge. the rock is so big yeah put him on his shoulder that's like the rock and kevin hart oh they're in the movie uh get hard is that theirs no that that's was kevin Ferrell hart and will ferrell oh gosh i can't even get them right uh they were in central, central intelligence. intelligence yeah uh jumanji jumanji yeah one and two i need to watch jumanji. Is kevin hart in the fast and furious movie yet no not yet he should he should he should be that'd be funny <laughs> there's a i thought Actually, i saw some I fast and furious news the other day uh, i need to i need to look into that i yeah, thought i saw yeah. some news about it also quick shout out mortal Kombat coming out at the end of the month on hbo max or we'll talk yeah. about hbo max that'll be nominated for everything next year <laughs> as it should be that'd be crazy uh we'll we'll have to do a special on it since we didn't do a special on Zack Snyder's Justice League, Godzilla oh, yeah. versus yeah, Kong, though. When you guys see that, oh my, it's it's bonkers. Yeah, I, you know, I might watch that tomorrow. I'll probably be down for the count tomorrow, so it might just be just what I need. Just uh, be prepared. I will. I don't know if that's soft spoiler here. The first thirty minutes may be a snooze fest. It's just the human characters I've, taken I've away from the story that should Kong be about bows Godzilla to no one. Kong. Every everybody everybody who has I've seen like write a review on this movie has been like, who cares about the humans? Yes. But the fight though, yeah, the and it's like are awesome. No one cares. I, I, about I did lose some money. I put. I'm not gonna say who I put money on, but I did bet with a group of friends who was gonna win, and I lost. I don't understand. Oh. We need to. We Eric, we need to talk <laughs> about this later when we have more time. But I don't understand how Kong couldn't win. Because his arms are longer you have to watch. and more you muscular, gotta watch. And he's more I like. I don't know. But Godzilla can shoot like lightning out of yeah, his the, mouth. The blue that's flames. True. That's big. That's true. That's a big hit right there. Get get. you watch the movie, Toasted a lot of your questions will be answered. Okay. It's All right. Legitimately All right. good watch. I Do I need to watch any other Godzilla and or Kong movie? I would say at least watch Skull Island. Hey, it's probably good to watch the other two Godzilla movies, even though they are not my favorite. Okay. Uh, I love the Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie. The first one is definitely the better of the two. It's, by it's far. like it captures this kind of like Jaws-esque. Yeah. You, you know, you don't see him for a while. Yes. You're kind of freaked out. Like you're you get those uh POV of the characters on the ground when they yeah. see him for the first time. It it's is like, pretty this cool. is kind of terrifying. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but anyway. King of the Monsters, the second one, was a piece of poop. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, anyway, that about wraps it up. Uh, we'll sign off. Thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share this with anyone who you know watches the Oscars for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> was there a joke? Uh, just kidding. We're going to do another episode on it. What can we say? Yeah, I was going to say, we have, we're <laughs> spent an hour talking about it. We're going to spend another so stupid, hour yeah. talking about it, so... Yeah. Who's who's getting played here? We are. Yeah. I am. I am. Sure. <laughs> Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric is getting Eric's played. gonna log on and just like, God, I can't I believe did, that one. I did and actually like, do some semi prep for this. I, I watched another movie. 
It was nominated for best real quick. I, I watched uh, Better Days. It was Hong Kong's submission for best international film, and it was okay. nominated for best international film, and it was good. Nice. It's Hong nice. Kong's third nomination for best international film, and I've watched cool. all three, and this one might be the best. It's I hope it. I hope it wins. I know. I know. And shame on me, but I know nothing about uh, the best international features that were nominated. Yeah, the, so. that was the only one that I I read through the summaries of all of them, and that was really the only one that caught my eye where i was going to go out and make some time and watch it cool gotcha but we will we will do an episode that we'll release right after the oscars um on the 25th on the on april 25th which is a sunday i believe so yes. stay tuned it's two and weeks from now there's probably like one person i know who's actually going to listen to this and that <laughs> other one so thank you very much to you and y'all have a great night we'll talk to y'all later bye goodbye <laughs>